Welcome back to One Golden Moment, Season 4, Episode 5. So today, we're doing something we've never done on this podcast before, and I have a very, very special guest with me, uh, talking about things that I think every Cal fan is just burning to know at this point in time. So today, we have one of Cal's own student-athletes with us to break down what has been a very, very untraditional season to talk about kind of the cancellations um, in lieu of the pandemic, what that's been like for them, how they're training, and how they're prepping for a very, very weighty season next year when sports hopefully return. So today I am chatting with Cal Beach volleyball player Caroline Schaefer. So Caroline, how are you doing today? Hi Emily, um, I'm doing pretty well. It's a typical Friday for me, um, just kind of going through my day and I'm really, really stoked to be talking with you. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh, thank you for being here. I am so excited because, like I said, this is the very first time we've had a student athlete on the show, and I am just so excited to get to hear about your process, your thinking, what things have been like for you the last couple months. So do you want to just give a quick introduction of yourself, maybe like where you're from, what year, uh, what position you usually play? Yeah, sure. So um, I am a rising senior and I am, I'm on the beach volleyball team, obviously, and I am a blocker. So in beach, you only have two positions, blocker and defender. Um, so I play blocker and I'm from Orinda, California, which is like 20 minutes away from Berkeley. Awesome. And also you'll have to forgive me because I am not the most familiar <laughs> with volleyball. Um, no, you're fine. So this is a good learning opportunity for me. Um, so how is quarantining in Orinda been for you? Yeah, like I was telling you earlier, it's like a pretty suburban town. So I think it's been great because we have a lot of outdoor space. So it's been really like, I've been really lucky. I'm like a lot of people in cities that I have like the beautiful outdoors and wilderness that I can get away to if I want to. Um, and the weather has been pretty beautiful around here. So I've been really lucky for that. Um, but yeah, it's just been like a lot of hiking, a lot of running around the high school track and trying to stay in shape however I can. Yeah, I'm sure that's been a huge challenge for not only just you, but uh, a lot of your teammates and a lot of student athletes um, in a lot of different sports um, because you're left to your own devices to train, um, at least from what I've understood to talk to other athletes. Uh, but we will get into that later. So just for a little bit of background, uh, Cal was ranked number nine in the nation on the ABCA coaches poll when the pandemic struck. Um, mm -hmm. And that's what caused obviously most sports at most levels to shut down. So what was it like for you when the season came to an end? And um, if you want to just like describe the exact moment maybe that you found out yeah. that things weren't going to be the same. Yeah. So I remember that the pandemic kind of, it was like a distant thing that we were hearing about kind of around winter break. And then we came back and people started to say, oh, like 
is this going to be a factor? Are we going to be affected by this? And the coaches, our coaches were really optimistic actually. And they're like, I think it's a beach volleyball thing to be optimistic just because like we're in the sun and at the beach all day. Yeah. (laughs) I would say for the most part, people have a pretty like positive outlook on life. Yeah. Um, But yeah, we were like doing super well. Um, Season was going amazing. Um, We had just traveled to LA and that was the last time we played for the season. We went three and zero on the weekend. Um, beat UW. I want to say Oregon, and then we finished with USC. Um, and like, it was an incredible tournament. Like, we were really stoked to be playing Cal Poly the next weekend. Like, mm-hmm. it, it didn't even cross our minds when we had finished the tournament that we wouldn't be playing poly in like a week. I think that we get back to camp, we got back to campus and while we were at, we were playing, our tournament was at UCLA, but we didn't play UCLA. Um, But while Mm -hmm. we were there, we had heard of a few cases on campus and that kind of like people started to say like, oh my gosh, like this is here, you know? So we, I don't, we were like, okay, well, if it's only two cases, Berkeley doesn't have any, like, we'll be fine, guys, we'll be fine. And so we, we fly home after the tournament and we play, I think it was, we had practice Monday, Tuesday. And then on that Monday or Tuesday, it was like, oh my gosh, they're talking about shutting down schools. Like it kind of all happened in like a three day span. I don't know if you like remember that. But yeah. It, yeah, it went from like that Monday of like, we might be sending people home, like, stay aware to, like, on Wednesday, our coaches were like, this is our last day of practice. We're, like, so sorry to tell you guys. We can practice if you want. We can have a, like, meeting. They kind of asked our captains, and the captains decided, like, even though we know that we're not going to be practicing to, like, achieve an end goal here, we want to practice like with our team. We want to finish out the last practice of the year. It was like 75 degrees, beautiful. Like the sun was out. The seniors were like all pretty stoked to be there. It was like, it was a feeling like a sentimental feeling. Um, Everyone was happy. I would say people were like nostalgic, but there was no immediate sadness Mm -hmm. while we were there. Um, It was a pretty beautiful moment. Yeah just finishing out the season for the seniors. Yeah, gosh, I cannot even imagine what, you know, that would have been like to have, you know, your, your season, your senior season of all seasons, you're doing so great. And then the rug just gets pulled out from under you. And, you know, I'm obviously it's affecting athletes in all, all grade levels, but you know, that's a heartbreaker. Like, yeah, what a, what a way um, to go out. But, um, oh, also for, a little bit more background. Caroline is one of the best players on the beach volleyball team. She notched a 9-1 record um, as the second spot in the lineup this season. Um, also, remind me who your partner is because um, I'm looking on the website and it says that you partnered with Caroline Schaefer. <laughs> yeah, hmm. um, this season I played with Jordan Polo. Okay, okay. Also yeah, an incredible another, player. Yeah, she's, oh my gosh, I had the best best four weeks of my life playing with her this yeah. year. Super amazing. Oh man. She was freshman of the year a few years ago, right? Last year, yeah. Last year? Not mm-hmm. a few years ago. Yeah, last year. 
So quite a dynamic duo um, there. So that also must have been difficult for you guys. Um, but I'm really glad to hear that that you guys were all there, that you guys take it well. Yeah, it, it kind of not a bad place to be every day as your workspace. So yeah, in the sunshine, like yeah, said. it's really beautiful. So, what do you think the the most unexpected challenge has been, kind of in the wake of all of this? Maybe either in quarantine or mm -hmm. just like maybe right after you found out um, that the season wasn't gonna be happening anymore. Yeah, I would say so. Right when everything like hit the fan, it was just like devastating to hear that we wouldn't be able to prove. Mm -hmm. just like how good we were or are like mm -hmm. we were just like that team was like no other team that Cal Beach has ever had um I'm optimistic that hopefully we have another team like that but just the leadership from the captains from the seniors um the talent and more so like the atmosphere Cal Beach is so specific in that we like all love each other on more than like a teammate to teammate basis I would say mm -hmm. so it's just like a super great environment and like the hardest part for me was like not being able to go and laugh and grind and have fun with my like best friends every day and right. so that it was so tough to just like not even just losing practice and volleyball itself but like losing that companionship day-to-day -day and camaraderie day-to-day -day. it was really really hard yeah. Well, yeah. And then during quarantine, I would say it's just been like a, a turbulent thing trying to figure out like my drive and how much like I want to push myself day to day to like train and work out. Just it's like it's pretty tough to like motivate to do that mm -hmm. at the level that I was before. And I've right. been like, yeah, I've been struggling to like tell myself it's like okay to kind of take your foot off the gas like no one really knows what's going on as long as you're like keeping your body tuned up like that's the most I feel like I can do for myself right now given the circumstances right I know and you've got to have you know some leniency with yourself that, yeah you know everybody's kind of going through this and I feel like at a different pace like you know it's been difficult to cope with this mentally and I mean are you guys doing like do you have training regimens like do you guys have um are you given anything from your coaches or is it like completely self-orchestrated yeah so i would say that again beach is pretty dynamic in that during the summertime it usually looks like you go and play tournaments every weekend or like twice a week and tournaments are from like nine to four every like every tournament so right. it's like a ton of exercise and then outside of that people are usually like training for the tournaments so they're practicing like almost every day I would say a lot of girls mm -hmm. so it's like we usually don't have regiment because that's kind of when beach season is if you want to like try to play on the professional tour um and then in quarantine the coaches have been really helpful our trainer Cheryl has been really helpful she's um, been updating our app that we have access to it's not um required but it's recommended and it's like she's done a really good job creating at-home workouts that don't require any um I would say like we don't need any weights or anything to do the exercises or bands it's like a lot of creative um mm -hmm. stuff that she has there uh, so that's been super helpful yeah 
Yeah. So as far as like, I mean, I know that a huge challenge for athletes in sports like gymnastics, where mm -hmm. they usually have access to a, a training facility with all of their equipment that they need has been yeah. very, very difficult considering those facilities are now closed. They don't have access to them. So, I mean, how has that been for you? Like, do you have, is there a sand pit that you can go, you know, practice right around at? You're yeah. around in, you know, <laughs> bask so, in the sunshine in. <laughs> for real. Um, they, at the beginning, all of the nets were still up. So I was training like a few times a week with a group of girls, like being very clean, hand sanitizer, mm -hmm. before and after, washing our hands before and after, like wiping down all the balls. And then when things kind of got more strict, when people realized the seriousness of the mm -hmm. pandemic, that's when I kind of put volleyball on hold. And because my mom had um, bronchitis actually, Oh, in, no. yeah in December I think so she was like seriously like really bad bronchitis and I just oh, like no. it wasn't worth it for me to go see people and like have the potential of like spreading it to her so mm -hmm. I like I stopped playing between the end of March to like two weeks ago mm -hmm. so that was like a solid three months of no volleyball but again I was like running and at the track and stuff but, um, and then LA took down all the nets to try to combat people going and like using it as a form of exercise mm -hmm. because it, it is like pretty intimate. Like you have the ball and like everyone's touching the same ball. You like, it's really hard to like remind yourself not to high five people or give right. hugs and stuff. So like, it's very, um, community based sport. So you see the same people every time you go and play that you've probably known for like years and years. So yeah, it's it's been a challenge. I think I think LA just put their nets back up. Wow, yeah, Gosh, that is. I mean, it, it is crazy to think too because like, just even with the return of sports, you know, like with the NBA coming back, mm -hmm. maybe the MLB, but I won't believe that until I see the first pitch because of all yeah. the drama. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, like even when they do come back, they're not going to be the same as when you know or before all of this happened like it it's so different you can't you, like you said you can't high five your teammates you can't you know hug a the person next to you in the stand well I guess mm -hmm. people won't be in the stands but you know it's like this is gonna be a, a really really crazy couple months as we see kind of how professional sports take take mm -hmm. this transition hopefully college teams can learn from it but it is it's definitely going to be strange to see how things are are altered kind of like you said so I know you mentioned before that it was really hard for you to kind of uh, have to lose that connection with some of your teammates when you found out that the season was ending. So how have you been keeping in touch with your teammates and your friends or maybe keeping your connection sound with your squad? Yeah, I would say um, we had Zooms once or twice a week um, up until the end of school, just as like check-ins with our coaches. They weren't like volleyball related at all. They're more like, how are you guys doing? What's going on? Like any updates? What have you been up to? Like any cool hikes you've been doing? So again, it was like, it was super relaxed, which made it feel like the team because like, that's how we talk to each other on a day to day kind of. Mm -hmm. So it was really nice to have that and like be able to keep in contact with people. Um, and yeah, I would say that regardless of the Zoom calls, like girls are still in contact with each other. Like if not daily, then weekly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that's, it's been great. 
like keeping up with with those girls and it's like really kept me grounded I guess you could say in like yeah. knowing that people are also struggling with this like I am and like we're all in this together and you have people out there who like love you and support you and are always there for you yeah it sounds like you guys have such a good such a good bond with each other um and I mean I really don't know much about volleyball like I said but I do know that it has got to, a lot to do with chemistry um mm-hmm. especially between like you and your partner um also Caroline and Jordan Polo won nine straight matches I'm just going to keep interjecting yeah facts no worries. in here <laughs> um but have you guys been like I guess you and Jordan specifically like has has there been anything that you guys have been trying to do to upkeep your um your relationship your camaraderie yeah so it's actually been really cool we've like created this NorCal squad so this is like Jordan as well as Ainsley Riddell she's one of the freshmen on the team this year Mm -hmm. um and we're all from like the East Bay area so like I've been really able to keep in contact with Jordan and like keep volleyball going with Jordan through this NorCal group of girls that we've kind of like established like these are the top NorCal athletes who play beach it's like a really small circle of people so it's we've been like close with each other know each other been like playing with each other since like we were 14 or 15 so these same girls we have a group of I think like eight of us and that's it ranges from Cal to LMU Stanford um, Long Beach and that's like who we've been trying to practice with, if not like twice or three times a week at least. So that's been, it's been really great to like start brushing the rust off with those, with that group. It's been super awesome, high level volleyball. So yeah. That sounds awesome. That's, that's very creative and it, it must be kind of interesting to like size up against some of the competition maybe. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, it's just like we're back. Cause that's like what juniors is. Beach in juniors is like everyone plays with everyone. Mm-hmm. Like practice, I've been like I've practiced with these girls. I've played against these girls since I was literally like fourteen. So to be like back in the same space for the first time in years and like have consistent like playing with them has actually been like super awesome. Yeah, that's really interesting. That that must be a really good way also to I guess keep yourself grounded. That's super cool, mm-hmm. and probably unique to to volleyball, I would imagine, or at least to a small number of sports. Um, so kind of moving away from the volleyball aspect of all of this um so obviously you're an athlete but you're also a student at UC Berkeley so Mm -hmm. what has it been like as both a student and an athlete dealing with school at the end of this like I mean I mean we were still had to go to classes I think that that's kind of like another interesting facet of all of this like in quarantine sitting through zoom lectures you know like yeah knows what's going on like we're all just kind of trying the professor's you know, trying their best too. So um, what sort of, like, what kind of different struggles do you think come with being a student athlete, especially being a student athlete during this pandemic? Yeah, so I don't know if this is really pertaining to the athletics side at all, but I, my sister was home also from school. She's a freshman. So having her in the house and me in the house and then three my parents are divorced so like my mom and my stepdad working from home my dad working from home mm-hmm. there I just like personally felt like there was no space in my house for me to like go on zoom and like listen to a lecture other than in my room and then 
I don't have a desk in my room so it'd be like me in my room on my bed trying to take notes and it just like yeah. really wasn't the same environment as I was used to I'm like a big library girl so <laughs> I like really miss Worcester library and like going and being able to like just sit down and grind out a few hours of studying and homework so I think that's like been the biggest challenge for me because I get like I volleyball is like what keeps me sound because I'm like a pretty fidgety distracted like if I don't get my energy out for the day there's no way I can sit still so like being able to manage that at home has been kind of a a challenge for me I would say yeah I can only imagine also out of curiosity what's your favorite library on campus is it is it Worcester so Worcester for the convenience I would say Mm mm-hmm just because it's like closest to where I live and it has like the scooter parking right there and Strata right there. True. Yeah, so scooter parking, Strata, and then like five minutes from home. I would say that's why I like it so much. Mm -hmm. But if we're going for aesthetics, I love dough. It's beautiful. Hard to beat. So hard to beat dough. Oh my gosh. Do you have a favorite? Oh, that's such a hard question. Oh, this is making me so nostalgic too. I'm yeah. like so sad about, it. and the fact that libraries won't be open in the fall. Oh, oh my gosh. Terrible, terrible so, news. Yeah, I know. Um, I think, have you ever been in the philosophy library? No. Oh, that's Where a, is that? It's a hidden gem. It's, so it's kind of right across from the Campanile. It's in, mm-hmm. um, oh my gosh. I don't remember the name off the top of my head, what hall it's in. Um, and I'm going to butcher it if I try to make no something else. But it's also very, very gorgeous. It's very, like, oh, really? it's kind of, like, Hogwartsy. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's cute. And it's and it's always silent in there. Yeah. So that one's a, a really good one. And also, have you ever heard of um, the, uh, oh, my gosh. There's a coffee shop in the. Yes. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And the really that old place is building, awesome. the oldest building on campus. Yes, What's exactly. It? Yeah. See, I can't remember any names of <laughs> any place yeah. on I'm campus. I'm so removed from student life. That I know. It only takes a couple months, apparently, to forget everything. Is it like California? Oh, gosh. California I remember. Something like that. I don't know. I think you could be right on that. Um, South Hall? Is Potentially, that I guess. Maybe. That sounds, that sounds familiar. That's what the map says uh oh yeah okay yeah okay and then the philosophy library is in moses hall okay oh i've never been in there got it out no it's really really cool highly recommend it um well if, ever if we get ever get to go back gosh oh that makes me so sad don't even say that don't even no, no. <laughs> we're gonna jinx it <laughs> i know fingers crossed eventually we'll be able to go back to some sort of normalcy like that but who knows when it's gonna be Mm-hmm. Um, also on the topic of favorites, mm-hmm. uh, I'm curious to hear what your favorite moment or game of the season that you were having was. Yeah. I know that you guys beat two ranked teams this year. You beat, uh, you beat number 19, Arizona, and also number five, USC. Um, I don't know if those qualify. It can be totally different if you want. Yeah, so, um, definitely my favorite game of the season was USC just Jordan and I gelled like it it we had gelled like that before but it like never consistently for an entire game I think 
So just like knowing, oh my gosh, like we totally have this potential. It was like, it was fun in that, like usually fun games are you come from behind, you like grind a few points where you shouldn't have gotten them and like miraculously like beat this team that's ranked way ahead of you. This Mm -hmm. was like totally different. It was total control from the beginning to end. Like we went in the underdogs, but we didn't ever act for a second. Like we were the underdogs, like. I don't know. It was super awesome to just like be in the driver's seat the entire game. Jordan played lights out, but like, I would say nothing flashy, nothing like, like we haven't, we've played like that at practice before. So just like harnessing it for the entire game, all like 40 minutes of focus and of like pure determination was just insane. I loved it. It was like such a fun game. That sounds just electrifying. I so I wish I could have been there. You said that was in your tournament, right? Like yeah, right before we the end of the US, season. Yeah, UCLA Sunset Rack. It's like they're brand new facilities as of this year. Like so gorgeous. They're in this like I think they're in there. There's like a pool. There's two pools and like this giant green sloping glade that like people can watch at. Oh my gosh, it was oh. so beautiful. Oh my gosh, maybe maybe beach volleyball is a sport that I need to start covering. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, there's like sounds music pretty like, appealing. Yeah, oh my gosh, really- that sounds fantastic. Can't think of anywhere better. Um, that sounds gorgeous. But yeah, it sounds like you guys had a lot of good a lot of good moments like that. Um, yeah, and it, and it just oh, go ahead. Sorry, just like also from that match outside of. Jordan Jordan and my like game specifically all the other matches were like our I think our ones twos and then Ainsley and Maddie Micheletti I think on threes or fours I forget what position they were playing that tournament but like ones went to three and it was a super nail biter like the kind of game I was telling you about where you're like oh my god we like this is a total toss-up like both mm-hmm. teams were playing out like lights out out of their minds. Same with Maddie and um, Ainsley's game. Like, and it was like so great for Ainsley too because she's a freshman. So to like have that pressure on her and be able to like totally pull it out and play amazing. I don't know. I was just so proud of all the girls and even the ones who didn't win. Like Lex and Maddie Micheletti or Maddie Duick had such a great game anyway. The other team had a great game anyway. I just it was a really great moment in Cal Beach. That sounds fantastic. Um, also, I mean, since I'm like not super, I mean, I watch volleyball. I enjoy watching mm-hmm. it. I just am not super, like, it's like the, the niche things the, that I'm like, totally. super. There's yeah, a lot like, of yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. But, um, I mean, I guess the, like the competition, like the air of competition at volleyball games and beach volleyball games is so, also feels unique to me just because it's like, you do have some stoppage time not mm-hmm. stoppage time but like you know like breaks in between you kind of can like feel the energy too because you can totally like so very clearly see the players and see mm-hmm. like those great moments and great blocks and all of those things um and I feel like that's like so so appealing about about the sport and must be even more so like as an athlete playing yeah it's like that must be really really cool um, yeah it's definitely cool like the fans are right there on the court basically your teammates are right there on the court screening between every point during every point after every point like it's really it's a cool vibe like really cool energy 
right that's how i mean i okay this is my next thing that's what i'm gonna get yes. into you <laughs> should it's catch awesome. me next season <laughs> hold me to it i will no i'll make sure to text you <laughs> emily where are you <laughs> i you were gonna be here um speaking of next season though um you've got kind of a lot riding on it i mean it's your it's your senior season you're clearly as a as a team hoping to be even better than this than this season or last season um so is there any particular thing maybe that you're looking forward to um next season uh something that you're training really hard for anything like that well i would say that we're probably not probably we're keeping the same goal in mind that we had last season which was making the tournament for the first time ever Mm -hmm. um and like heartbreaking that we can't have the same team but we have some really great um freshmen coming in that I'm super stoked about like really excited to see their level of play uh two Canadians who I think they're the first internationals on the team so that'll be yeah pretty cool um and yeah I think everyone's just like really really excited to start grinding and like get back to the point that we were at like kind of feeling like making up for lost time you know right right exactly is there a particular matchup that you're looking forward to yeah um I would say that I'm really really excited to play Cal Poly I'm really looking forward to it Cal Poly USC um just because Poly was the game that the match that never happened you know right and um that was going to be kind of a determinant of like if we were going to climb up into the top eight if so mm-hmm. top eight go to the tournament so if 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 we had beaten Polly, it would have set us up really nicely for the um tournament right yeah oh gosh so many so many what ifs you know yeah exactly. i guess i guess the good thing about all of this is that like once things were over they were over like for every team for everybody mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's not like some some teams got the luxury of continuing play. I mean, obviously that's not very, you know, feasible in a conference and sport that obviously relies on other teams and being yeah. able to play them. But yeah, that's another weird thing, like about this is also a tangent about like football in the fall. Should it come back? Like mm-hmm. the Big Ten just announced that they're only going to be playing within their own conference. Yeah, the Ivy League, they canceled oh, their football season entirely, you know, so yeah. it's, it's definitely weird because there are so many different places in the country, like I said, are on different, different wavelengths or dealing with this pandemic so differently. No, yeah, that's what I was, I was going to say, like, what you're saying about how everyone's dealing with it differently is just, like, seemed to have created, like, a bunch of anxiety and confusion in the athletics world, so that's, like, when we have team zooms like that's kind of what we're talking about every time and like every time there's new news um but it kind of just doesn't change the outcome of the call right i know that's the hard thing and i mean i know that like you guys and cal athletics also are are trying to stay on top of everything but things are just changing so rapidly like for Mm -hmm. me this summer i was like okay no sports like what am i gonna do (laughs) like this is my job you know but so much keeps happening so many things keep developing and so many interesting little you know I mean like the NCAA granting eligibility to seniors who have their season cut short and stuff like that like so many things that will certainly impact teams for years to come I mean like even in terms of like rosters and uh, skill and 
you know, recruiting and all of that stuff. Um, so it, it cannot be easy for you guys and your, yeah, I'm your just, coaches and stuff. I'm really curious to see if the same red shirt year thing will be applied to like all the fall athletes now. I don't see how it could not be given right. like, the circumstances, but right. I know, especially with things in the U S specifically like looking mm-hmm. kind of worse every day, yeah. you know, gosh, like who even knows what things are going to look like. And that's the other thing is that at the beginning of the pandemic, I was like, okay, like sure things are uncertain right now, you yeah. know, but we'll know in like two months, like where we'll be, like things will be a lot more clear and yeah. they're certainly yeah. not. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, the good thing for, I mean, spring sports, at least, is that, like, you guys probably have a, a better shot at having your seasons. I mean, obviously, this is all speculation. I'm no yeah. expert, but, you know, it seems like with time, with a little bit of distance from the pandemic, like, hopefully, fingers crossed, sports will be able to come back, at least in some some fashion. Um, I sure hope so, yeah. I know, but, like, the fall seasons are approaching so fast, and, and you think about also, like, the time that it need, or that you need to, like, train as a team, your off-season. Yeah, for sure. Cut short. It's yeah, and I don't know, consider. like, the small group practice, we're implementing this, like, small group practice size. I think all schools have to, by law, and I just, like, again, most sports are super reliant on team chemistry. How are you going to achieve and maintain any sort of team chemistry having like six people at practice you know right I know that must be that must be really difficult I mean do you think that for volleyball like since you guys have um like partners that that's easier for your sport to navigate or I mean obviously like it's affecting chemistry but yeah it's definitely a luxury to have um just a two-person sport but like at the end of the day, like, you don't even need anyone other than two people and a coach to get mm-hmm. um, good reps in, but it, uh, it is so different having, like, the whole team there. It's, like, it is pretty individual, not individual, but, like, small team sport on a small scale, but, like, on a large scale, it's 10 girls, 12 girls traveling to every tournament, and, like, the energy out of every single one of those individuals is, like, so important, and so to be on like the same wavelength is really crucial to winning. And yeah, I'm really, I'm just as curious as you to see how this plays out and affects everyone. I can't even imagine like football. That's right. Insane. I know. I mean, cause like even just the size of the team, like at all. And the fact that you kind of like, you do have to scrimmage if you're going to get like really good, good reps, good practice in is so so many hurdles you know you've got to jump in order to get to you know being able to play in the first place I don't know it's going to be very 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 interesting to see how teams adapt yeah it'll be it'll be strange and like even with baseball or the MLB coming back in the fall like I thought that they had an advantage at the beginning of all of this like yeah isn't a sport that you're super close to people all the time like yeah most part you're like pretty pretty distance on the field like outfield you know infield I mean I guess the closest you'll be to someone is like when you're at bat next to like the catcher and the ump and stuff but you know they were even so late to get their plan rolling and and figuring out their 
um, measures to keep their athletes safe and stuff that like for sports that don't have that luxury where contact is like a necessary part of the sport like mm. there's so I don't many, know so what basketball is going to do that's oh my gosh that's, that's a, a whole yeah. other thing yeah right like because it's indoors too yeah so many so many things to consider I am certainly yeah. glad that I'm not in a position of having to figure those things out right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, like, what's been kind of like as anxiety inducing as this whole thing is, what's keeping me kind of sane right now is like, I'm not looking to the future to say like, what's going to happen at this point in time, like, because nobody knows. Mm-hmm. And I think that like, trying to predict the future only creates more tension and anxiety. So I'm just kind of like, riding out every day right here right now doing my summer school like going on a walk running um playing guitar sometimes like oh you play guitar I've just picked it up like literally as of three weeks ago so that's my new activity (laughs) that I'm trying to yeah oh how fun it's been pretty gratifying yeah that sounds amazing I certainly have not adopted any helpful or fun <laughs> hobbies during all of this. So that's really doing this, though. This is right. like a ton of extra time. I can't imagine. Right. It's, yeah, but it's it's all very fun. And it is cool to like be in the loop or at least like getting updates about things in the sports world yeah. as they happen. And like I said, like how athletics, as they make decisions, it's, it's very interesting um, to see how oh, yeah. things are unfolding, you know, kind of like mm-hmm. on the, on the, other side of things totally. like not as an athlete or as a coach or anything but as someone who also depends on sports for their job <laughs> in yeah a much different way <laughs> yeah. yeah but um that's a really cool hobby first of yeah. all and that's also a fantastic outlook I think um to have I mean like you said and like I said too like this is all kind of like speculation at this point yeah. everybody is just you know in for the ride but I think that having a mentality like that is is only going to be beneficial to yeah and... I think it's the only way to go honestly at this point like right right exactly also curious you said you've been hiking a lot yeah Do you have a particular hike or trail or place in nature that brings you the most joy <laughs> yeah I would say oh my gosh during like late spring when everything is green around here it was like any trail you went on was beautiful um now we have um a reservoir called the lafayette reservoir and it's like this six mile loop around the whole thing that's beautiful we have a king's canyon loop which is another hike that goes through these beautiful hills that is around another reservoir um and then brioni's reservoir has even more hikes so i would say like i've been popping around between the three of those that's really, that sounds gorgeous. And it, like you said, it's so nice to be able to, to get outside, get some exercise. Yeah. That was the nice thing. I'm from, I'm from Utah. So when right. I was back yeah. home with my parents, like that's all, that's all we did was just hike and, you know, sightsee. It's quarantine is good for giving you time to do stuff like that, that yeah. you like normally don't um, have I as bet much. Utah is just gorgeous right now. I can't even imagine. Like we have brown rolling hills here. You have beautiful mountains and evergreen (laughs) right I mean oh my gosh it's it's hard not to 
you know, flex the beauty of my home state <laughs> all the time. It's a gorgeous, but gorgeous seriously. place. Like, yeah. It's, yeah, like but California too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. I mean, yeah, it's fantastic. It was a great place to be, to be holed up, you know, but yeah. also I have just fallen in love with California's hills since I have mm-hmm. been living here for school and stuff. So I think that any natural space that we can get out to and and we're lucky enough to have so many like in the bay area mm-hmm. has been very very nice and helping yeah decompress with all of this um, oh for sure if i'm ever have in Orlando, been doing... i'll have to try those out oh my gosh yes you have to they're really great like so beautiful but have you been doing like the fire trails and stuff at school or what have you been doing in your yeah time? yeah so the fire trails i hope everybody listening knows about the fire trails yeah they're so gorgeous i mean like i utah has fantastic hikes beautiful hikes but the fire trails i mean i think the view Mm -hmm. is so rewarding like so fantastic and just gorgeous like if you go up there at sunset it's kind of just like unbeatable yeah Um, yeah yeah. so we've been hiking those hiking the big sea because that's also Mm -hmm. like kind of short and also gratifying (laughs) yeah sweet um yeah, I've been hiking a lot, running at the Clark Kerr track, which I also just discovered. Oh. Pretty nice. Isn't um, it fun? That be- that view is beautiful. Yeah, I mean, that seems to be the common theme about everything. Yeah. It's just the views are so crazy. I mean, you wouldn't think that a track, you know, would have insane views, but it does. It's yeah. so gorgeous up there. Makes the whole running thing easier to deal with. <laughs> yeah, easier to swallow, yeah. Right, nice motivation. Um, but yeah, things in, in Berkeley are, are certainly, they're quiet, you know, like, you'll see people around and, like, just, like, walking their dogs and stuff, and it's, like, I don't know, it's just strange because, like, you think, I mean, I've never seen campus, like, so empty. There, there are families and, and people that come for the weekends and, like, maybe picnic on campus, but other than that, it is, like, a ghost town yeah. um I kind of just like keep trying to think about what it'll be like when everybody's back yeah. whenever that might be you know like whenever like, we get to go back totally are people even going to be on campus because you know right I know and that's the I mean I don't know if um listeners would know this but uh UC Berkeley officially announced a couple weeks ago I think that um, the fall semester is going to be a hybrid, so um, mostly online courses, a couple in-person courses, um, but I'm pretty sure that even in-course, or sorry, in-person course attendance isn't required, it's awesome, you know. Think, yeah. yeah, so I think that'll be really interesting in seeing, I mean, I don't actually know what, like, student-athletes are planning on doing if you guys have to, like, report back here in order to train. Yeah. Is that the case? We don't have a start date just because we're taking it like day by day. I think football's back doing small team practices. I don't know about, I think water polo might be starting up. And then Mima, a girl on our team who I'm living with, is moving back soonish. Yeah, because she's on the indoor team and apparently they're starting off kind of soon. But we're going to see how that goes. Wow. um, yeah, Yeah, I don't know. We like, at this point we had a talk with our coach the other day and our trainers and they're saying like at this point 
all 800 of us are basically one team because like we all live with other teams so like if we contact those teammates outside of our team they're gonna go and hang like practice with their teammates we're gonna go live with girls on the soccer team who also live with girls on field hockey and like it's just a it's a chain reaction so we kind of have to like take the bull by the horns and be super responsible and like think like big picture here and like yeah it's definitely it's it's not just like even between each team it's it's between every single team on campus at this point and it's it's going to take a group effort to make the things happen yeah I didn't even think about that I mean obviously like it's so easy like yeah with the way this virus spreads like you know I mean so so easy and there's not much you can do about it like once Mm -hmm. you've been exposed to it but yeah I mean you guys are so I mean and athletes too and the coaches and everybody who's connected to them and then like journalists who cover the sport you know like it's just such a wide reaching Mm -hmm. network and I think that luckily the majority of athletes and coaches that I've talked to in the wake of all of this have been so adamant about putting safety first as seems to be the case with like what you're saying too um which I know is like not the case everywhere in the country and that some people are proceeding as you know normal yeah it's kind of scary to hear about that like Mm -hmm. like I feel people don't realize that their actions have consequences at this point somehow but right I mean time will tell yeah that's the thing about all of this is you know it is kind of just a waiting game um Mm -hmm. it's also weird though because like in sports specifically things are so time sensitive so Mm -hmm. it's definitely a difficult arena to be in right now yeah um from all angles from athlete coach from your perspective like yeah everything's kind of hanging on by a thread right now (laughs) i know hopefully hopefully things you know clear up i mean all you can do is just like cross your fingers be as safe as you can be responsible i'm like i said i'm I'm really proud of the school and the athletics department for putting the safety of their coaches and athletes and everybody first Mm -hmm. um and I really hope that that continues throughout the fall, even if things worsen, you know, even yeah. if it means cutting off a season again or not going through with the season, if that's the safest thing, you know, because you, you really can't, at the end of the day, you can't have sports if you don't have your athletes. Totally. So that's like, gotta, gotta do everything you can to keep them, keep them yeah. safe and healthy. It's been so. really yeah, cool to see um, the athletic department has been very vocal about the fact that like safety is the number one priority. So it's been good to know that they're not going to push us to do things that make people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. respect, respecting boundaries is super important right now for, for all athletes, coaches, and everyone involved. Right. I could not agree more. And I also, I know when things do return that everybody's going to just hit the ground running. Like you guys are going to be still have your dedication, still have your your vigor and your strength. And, and you're going to be, I mean, I know you and and the whole beach volleyball team are going to be excited to, to get back out there and prove yourselves, make a good case. So hopefully I will be able to attend some of those games when the season hopefully happens in the spring. Um, It'll be extremely, extremely fun to watch a lot writing on next season. So definitely a story worth turning into. We'll definitely be covering it should the season happen. 
So um, is there anything else you want to, oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. I just, uh, I was looking, looking forward to like hopefully continuing this, but yeah. Yeah. Sorry. It's hard to, Zoom is so difficult to communicate with. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. It is what it is. It's our new reality. Yeah. Um, Is there anything else you want to add before we sign off? just thank you so much for having me and this has been like my first podcast and like I think yeah my first individual interview it's been super fun getting to reconnect and like hear about what you've been up to in Berkeley and just like talking to another student outside of my team has been so great so thank you so much well likewise thank you so much for your time it's been so illuminating to get to hear everything that you've been through Um, I know I'm personally extremely excited to see next season, whenever that happens. Um, I'll be rooting for you guys. Don't tell my bosses we're supposed to be unbiased. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, it's been so fantastic to get to talk to you. Um, Thank you so much for taking the time. And hopefully we'll have you back on here in the future, talking about actual live sports. And fingers crossed for that day. Right, I know hopefully someday soon. So thank you so much. I will let you get back to your your day, go on a nice, beautiful hike. Um, Thank you guys all for tuning in. Um, Catch us next week. We'll be talking about the return of the MLB, uh, the implications of that, kind of more of that drama surrounding that and the athletes and players testing positive for coronavirus, um, the cancellation of the minor league baseball season, and those new developments. So tune in, follow us on all of our social media platforms. You can follow Caroline as well. We'll leave her um, at in the description of the podcast. So don't forget to keep listening, keep reading our content. um, And thank you so much for tuning in.